This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Hi there. Thanks for listening. Um, We wanted to talk to you today about a word we use quite a lot here at 3B, and that word is choice. So when we're working with clients, when we're working with organizations, when we're talking amongst ourselves, we often talk about how it's good to be at a place of choice with whatever's happening with us right now, because when we go to choice, this puts us in the driving seat. And this can really help us when we're in a situation where we feel like perhaps we don't have a choice or we're feeling a little bit helpless or overwhelmed. Doing things that take us to a place of choice actually can really, really lift our spirits, open up the possibilities and can actually make us feel, as I said before, more empowered rather than disempowered in a situation. So what is having a choice? Because we quite often think that maybe a choice is, well, I could do this or I could do that. And when we've talked about this before, and I remember a really long time ago, Claire, having a conversation with you about choice and saying, well, I've got this option or I've got this option. And you said something to me in that moment that stuck with me for a really, really long time. You said to me, that's not a choice, Sue. That's a dilemma. And I just thought that was fascinating. And then we we kind of explored that difference between, you know, feeling stuck between two options versus opening up a whole host of possibilities. So what, what, what do you mean by that when you say that, like, choice you know, isn't the same as a dilemma. What's a dilemma? So this came from when I was doing my NLP. I don't know if it was my practitioner or my master practitioner. I can't remember which. I was sat with my friend, Amanda Wells, and we were talking about choices and what they meant and what have we got. And I do remember us sitting there and saying, if it's this or this it isn't a choice if there's two things you're being pulled between it is a dilemma because you're either going one way or the other you aren't really having a genuine choice it's it's this or it's this it's apples or it's oranges and it's like okay so it's either one or the other but what if what if you want both or want if you don't want either then that doesn't feel like it's choice for you 
and it only starts to become a choice when we get to three and more um we're we laughed about something because Amanda was going to be doing this um, course. She wanted to put this program together and we were laughing about the Wells Options Generator. And it sounded... Well, that sounds very technical, Claire. How do we get hold of one of those? <laughs> so it's really difficult <laughs> and it's really technical. So you need a piece of paper and you need a hand and you need a pen. And what you do is you put your hand on the piece of paper and you draw around it. And for each of your fingers and your thumb, you have to come up with what else could you choose instead. And that's the, that's the Wells options generator. Basically, it's your hand. It's going, OK, I could do A, B, C, D or E. Because once you start trying to open up what your options genuinely are, that's when you have more control and that's when you have more options obviously but that's when you can actually choose something that might be better for you when you're in two it's being pulled in one direction or another and that's fine if it's really easy to choose but actually if it's not we need to start bringing some choice in there so it feels more like we have we have the power we have the power to decide what it is that we want so apples and oranges, you can either have apple or you can have an orange. Okay, well, I can already think of a third option. Cut the apple up into pieces, cut the orange up into pieces and put them together. So you can either have an apple, you can have some apple, you can have some orange, or you can have apples and oranges. And then there's a fourth option. You can have none. So there's already four oh, like, options. Oh, no, I mean Sorry, I interrupted you there because I, I'm diving in because you just said something that felt a little throwaway, but it it sounded very significant. So you were saying, oh, you could have none. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. Very often we feel like we don't have a choice. We always have a choice to not do something where possible. Obviously, there might be some situations that we can't, but. Yeah. When it comes to these apples and oranges, you, you have a choice of, I don't want either, so I'm not having either. So there you go. It's not, you have to have an apple, you have to have an orange. It can be, well, I'm not going to have either. Or I'm going to have both. I'm going to split some of it up and I'll have a little bit of both. So when we look at options, very often we miss out that, do we actually need to do anything? So if it's maybe about your um, work life. So this was a conversation I had with somebody. They didn't know whether they wanted to go to part time, but that would impact on their money or to stay full time. That was already impacting on their mental well-being. They felt they were going into burnout. Mm. So. It's sort of like, okay, so do I carry on like I am and potentially go into burnout or do I go part-time? And that's a dilemma. How do we make that into options where you feel like you actually have some power over your own decisions? And that's where we try and come up with other options as much as possible. So one of the options is that maybe we take a holiday and see how we feel after that 
Another option is maybe we can also turn around and say, can I do a different job for a bit? Another option could be, okay, I need to go part-time, but I will go part-time in this. And I might get another part-time job somewhere else. So it starts opening up possibilities. And as soon as we open up possibilities, we feel more empowered. We feel more in control. I'm really liking a lot of this. I particularly like the, the do nothing or the delay the decision making kind of option because as somebody that's often crippled with indecision about even the most minute details to do with with life and work um yeah it's it's quite um it's quite a forgiving sort of space to be in isn't it because i think we do often feel pressure particularly when we're in a situation that we feel like we've got to respond to or you know circumstances have happened and it's kind of like okay well what do i need to be doing now well actually maybe what you need to be doing is just sitting tight for a little while and just just mulling it over and just seeing how things develop and actually making a conscious choice to do that can be quite empowering so as you say you're not in that pulled place because i think if you're being pulled in the way that you were describing us at the start it was making me feel it was just thinking about it was making me feel quite stressed it was making me feel quite tense it was making me feel like i, I had to react yeah rather than respond whereas even just giving me that third option of okay well you don't have to do anything straight away and like you say there will be there will be times when we do have to react and we have to do that for our safety you know or you know because it's just it's just part of life those are not the situations we're talking about here are they we're talking about things that need more consideration where we're perhaps feeling under pressure because it feels like a dilemma but actually we're, we're digging into what's really going on and that's sort of at the root of a lot of what we talk about isn't it that sort of taking that time knowing ourselves better because then that can help us make a choice that feels like a good one. Um, I like this idea of choice being empowering and that it's putting you in the driving seat. Something that we talked about before where we sort of had a revelation once where we were having a conversation and I think listening to either a podcast or a presentation, we'd had this sort of idea that choice in a way is like our superpower. So to something that's always with us, even when we feel, even in the darkest moments, even when we feel like things are just a real struggle, we can always choose how we're responding to that. Or we can always choose to give ourselves some self-care or to show ourselves some kindness. Or, you know, there's always something that we can do, even when it feels completely helpless. So I, I love this idea of choice being a superpower. It's almost that it's that there's always hope. There's always something to go to, to turn to. And that makes me feel, well, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside, but it also makes me feel more, I feel determined. I feel like, okay, right. What am I going to do? What's my action? What's my intention here? Um, it sort of gives you that boost, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like you were saying, it gives you an energy. It gives you an energy Ooh, to maybe like make those decisions that you need to make. Yeah, if anybody's ever feeling that they're in a dilemma, it's usually because it's one or the other. And that isn't a choice. 
and then that is about sitting down and taking some time and working through your options use the wells options generator we all have one you know um you know use your children's put um, the pen around their fingers and then choose from like that if that helps you know make a game of it and if you're stuck with it you could ask other people you know um mm. so if it was this what what other options do you think you could have in this situation so you you can always open it up to people and it's amazing then what other people come up with that you maybe haven't thought of i like that and i think mm. I think the key with having this, like this superpower, and you've always said that is like, yeah, choice is a superpower and it makes you feel empowered because you have always got it there. Sometimes you don't feel like you've got it there. And actually at those times, that is when you really need, you know, to look under your Clark Kent glasses or, you know, your, um, work outfit that superwoman's wearing and realize that actually under that you do have that suit on you do have that thing that makes you you know stand out that gives you that superpower by taking some time and sitting and working through it because very often the dilemma comes from feeling like and this is what you do or when you feel like you've got to make that decision now and you're a reflector so for you it's really important for you to sit with something and to think it through and sometimes you don't have that luxury sometimes people yeah. need an answer from you but also sometimes it's actually your perception of it Sometimes it can feel like you need to give an answer then there. Whereas actually, if you turn around and said, can't answer that right now. Can I come back to that later? Can I speak to you about that tomorrow? That's giving you some time to sit with it. Because what you have done is you've gone, oh, you're asking me a question. I've got to choose. I've got to choose. And as soon as you do that, you've gone into fight or flight mode. Your body is reacting to that. And then all of your choices seem to go out of the window because you're not actually thinking logically. What you are doing is going with an emotion and our emotions are fabulous things. But sometimes they take us back to when we were cave men and women and we needed to react straight away. Click of a finger, go. We needed to react. We needed to fight or flight. And we don't necessarily need to do that. At the majority of the time in our lives now so asking for a little bit of time to think then enables you to not like you say react from that emotion but enables you to sit think about options think about what works for you and then you're responding from there also it feels better so because you've said that, because you've said about that's how you deal with things, you very often, you feel like there's a dilemma or you feel torn to come up with an answer. Do you think that would work for you? Definitely. Definitely think that would work for me. And I think I love the idea of the, the generator, you know, the options generator. 
I think. So there's different sort of tools here, isn't there? There's the saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make a decision straight away because I don't have to, because mm. this isn't one of those times. What you said there about there's a perception and I think that's a lot to do with the expectation maybe we put on ourselves or the expectation that we think is there from other people. But we haven't actually checked that out. Yeah. We've just made an assumption. Yes. That that that's there. And that goes back to, yeah, that goes back to our communication. And yeah, there's, there's so many kind of things that go unsaid that kind of end up being a, a sort of reality that, that hasn't actually been checked out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know which, which can kind of cause us lots of problems so uh, yeah I think that just by biding time I think certainly for someone like me it can be really helpful I think I love the idea of the options generator like I say because and, and I think there's it's making me think you know because I love this idea that possibilities are endless you know we, we, we talk about our work being very much about helping people to expand possibilities in their mm -hmm. life and their work because people feel stuck you know yeah. and they're how they're feeling kind of what's going on in their mind you know in the kind of in on the inside their internal world can kind of be getting in the way of that so anything that generates possibilities for people i think is really useful one kind of air my kind of cautious side is is thinking is there a potential there for people to become overwhelmed you know, if I kind of like, if I'm going into all these possibilities, then it's sort of, oh, there's too much now for me to think about. Whereas when I started this off, <laughs> I only yeah. had two options. And now I've got all these possibilities. I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm not trying to turn this on its head at all. It's about being aware of that, if that's how it's making you feel and, and kind of coming back from that. And maybe, or is there an exercise that can be done in sort of looking at those possibilities and kind of taking them one by one, you know, and sort of doing something quite practical with them to eliminate them? Yeah, I think I it's. I think it's a valid. I think it's a valid thing that you've said. That yeah, very often if you go into a restaurant and the menu's massive, it does feel a moment. Oh, I don't yeah, yeah, you would struggle with that because there's so <laughs> many nice things on there and it oh, you know, they all look lovely or or even none of them look, but there's tons <laughs> and tons of things on there. And I do that sometimes. If I go into a restaurant very often, I'll be like, I don't know what I want. There's too many things here for me. But then what I do is I'll ask other people what they're having, see what that sounds like. And then I might I put it down very often, I'll put the menu down for a bit and just have a chat and have a drink and then I'll come back to it and then when I come back to it very often what happens for me is there's maybe two or three dishes that are highlighted for me mm. and then I still can't make that choice between those three maybe different dishes that I want so I let everybody else choose first and what that happens sometimes is sometimes I automatically come up with is this one I'm going to have? And I'll say it. And it feels like it's very much a gut thing. It's been sat with me. Okay. I've been ruminated about it. And that's my <clears> gut. It's, it's this one I want. And other times, I'll actually ask the waitress or waiter, which would you have? If you wanted these, which would you pick? And I'd find out why. Because very often they will add their own take on something that then enables me 
to make that decision. And it does work for me. And I think the same could be done in this situation. So in your choice, because it's the same it's choices. We're not like being specific about what choices these are, are in relation to. But actually, for me, the first would be to write them down, to use the Wells Options Generator. So use your fingers and come up, where possible, with five. If you start running ahead and you've got more than five, then obviously go with that. Write them down because you need to have that choice. I think if you've got five, it's not maybe made too many. If mm. potentially you have ten, that might start getting in the way. Write them down, put it to one side, go and do something else. If you have the time, go and make yourself a cup of tea. Don't even look at it that day. Maybe come back to it tomorrow. Very often, it's all sat in your unconscious and you will start formulating things. So when you come back to it, you may already be able to cross off a couple of those straight away going, well, I don't want that and I don't want that. That's not going to work for me. So you're already starting to cut down those options. And then again, sit with it because the key here is we we know we love emotions emotions give us so much information they tell us how we're thinking and feeling but sometimes if we make a decision from that feeling it's not generally the right decision for us or it can be the decision can be made with different glasses on we've got maybe rose tinted glasses on or because we're in, we're in that feeling mode so if we've given it once put to one side given it some time coming back to it can make it feel clearer because that emotion isn't still heightened because when our emotions are heightened that's when we need to just listen to them and see what they say but not necessarily react from them so it's about just giving it some time, go back to it. If you then get an emotion that comes from those that makes you go, I really want to do that. That's telling you something. Or I really don't want to do that. That's telling you something. But your feeling isn't heightened. It's just, it's a normal feeling that you're able to then work from properly. Is that making sense? Yeah, that's making a lot of sense. I think what it's making me realize is that this idea of choice being a superpower i guess like any superpower it's reliant on you learning how to use it yeah and you understanding okay what's the part that i play in this it's a bit like a responsibility to yourself isn't it and to, and to others yeah so it goes back to our tried and tested thing of like getting to know yourself sort of digging in being prepared to be a bit uncomfortable or for questions to come up that you might not know the answers to as all as part of this choice generating process. So, you know, yeah, allowing a bit of time, being aware if you're kind of going to jump and react from an emotion, letting things sit with you. I like the idea of, of particular, well, there's two things that, that sort of you've mentioned there that I haven't really sort of been able to comment on, but one of them was the getting other people's perspective. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't thought of that, and it sounds really obvious, but I'm not a great one for asking other people what they would do. 
because mm. I feel very naturally that I want, I need to solve my problems by myself. Yeah. And that's just something that's part of part of me. Now I might ask you, you know, as a tried and trusted you know, friend and, and business partner who knows me very, very well. Mm. But I'm not I'm whereas I'm not very good at sort of like, oh what what do you think about this? I'm not a great sharer in that way, and that's just just not something that comes naturally to me. Yeah. But I, I do, and I think maybe I might com- be compelled to think that it's, it's, it feels a bit like other people telling me what to do, but they're not, because I'm still in charge. I'm just you're getting the, it out and just letting, yeah, yeah, you're getting just their getting perspective, their take on it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, 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 and that's important to remember that I think it's still mine. It's still my choice. Yes, it's just another kind of way to open up a possibility, like you said that something I just might not have even thought about. And that's not detrimental to me. That's not sort of saying, oh, well, you've not done very well there, Sue, because you didn't manage to solve this one on your own. Um, It's actually me being prepared to sort of ask for help, which is something that I advocate widely (laughs) for everybody else. I'm not terribly good at doing myself. And I'll hold my hands up and be really, really honest about that. But you said there that you would ask me because you trust my judgment on it foolish girl <laughs> but it's sort of like why but actually no because you know i've got your best interest at heart as well but also i i will tell you the truth but i'll give it you mm. from my take on it and very often we very often have conversations where you'll come up with something and i'll go not even thought of it like that and it'll take me down a whole different road It'll take me down a whole different path that then opens up different things for me. And that's why sharing that with somebody you trust is really good. But it isn't about giving your power away at all. That power still stays with you. All you've done is gone, oh, I'm going to take information in about what others think about this. And then I can sit with that. And then that might help my decision. And it might go, I'm going to dismiss that. You know, it, it could be that. And even if you aren't, if you don't want to share it, that's okay as well. If there's something that you really don't want to share and you don't want to think about things, just give yourself more time. Because very often if you sit with it and just let it, just let it be in your head, like it, it. Yeah. It, it can change for you as well. And this was the other point, I think, this idea about almost sort of, you know, feeding it into your unconscious. I love the idea of sitting with it and not feeling that pressure to decide straight away. Mm. And just seeing, you know, a kind of a phrase that you often use is this sort of like trying it on and see how it fits. I'm going to try that idea on. Yeah, and I'll sort of sit with that for a little while, or or just just to unconsciously kind of allow those things to ruminate, you know, to to do their do their stuff behind the scenes, as it were, while you yeah. go about, you know, the rest of your day or or whatever it is you have to do. It's almost kind of like that practicing that art of non thinking, isn't it? It is. You know, and suddenly come to you. There's something that we use in coaching called the timeline therapy and people can use it on their own so that thing where you say because i very that's me and i have to try things on so it's like does it fit for me and 
how do you do that well it's probably difficult for me to explain but I, I do I, I sort of imagine myself in that place at that time um, having made that decision and how do I feel and that's all you do with a timeline so space it out on the floor go and stand when you've made if you're going to make a decision or is it this decision go and try it on put yourself in in your shoes having made that decision go and imagine what you look like what you feel like what would be the sounds around you what would you hear people saying you know so something like maybe you know do i stay in this job or don't i so if you've decided well no i'm going to try another job put yourself in that job what what potentially could it look like what would people be saying to you? What would your environment, how would you be feeling? And then come back and then try it again, but with the other side of it or another option. And you can just try it on because if you can imagine yourself there, really feel what that might feel like. And it is all imagination, but it does really help. It's your unconscious actually supporting you to come up with decisions that will help you to find the way forward for you and i think one of the key things is don't beat yourself up you make a decision at the time you make it on all the information you had at hand at that time and you can't second guess whether that's going to be right for you in 12 months time three years time five years time you can only make a decision on what you know now. And if it doesn't work out, there'll be learning that you've got from that that will enable you to make another decision further down the line. And I think that's what we expect of ourselves too much. We expect that the decision we're really struggling with needs to be the right decision for us in the future. And it's we can't possibly know what that is so it's making the decision based on what you know at this point in time and being okay with that yeah i think that's some very very insightful stuff there yeah i i, I can take a lot from that actually because I, I know that i particularly do that and i think yeah. that's why my you know and I, it's something i continue to work on around decision making because there's so many things in here isn't there that's, that's useful useful takeaways i think particularly around the options generator, particularly around the sitting with it, being okay with it, the trying it on idea. I love the timeline. I love doing that because it's it's physical. Yeah. You know, as someone that lives a lot inside her head, <laughs> which I do, it's yeah. good for me to kind of, you know, go and sort of and embody that and sort of really get that that feeling. And I think for people that like that, like that bit of movement, mm. it sounds a little bit contrived. But actually, we both know that it it works. Yeah, it works quite dramatically with people, doesn't it? You know, it once really you sort can. of you let yourself go there, you free yourself up, and just yeah, move to different points and sort of right. Well, over here, it's this scenario, and that's what this looks, feels, tastes, sounds like, um, whatever. So you're drawing on so many different things to help inform you. I think all of these resources, all of these tools, that they are all very empowering because. They make me feel as though not only not only are there more possibilities that can be generated, but it's almost like I've got choices about how I 
come to choices if you see what I mean because <laughs> there's different there's different things that I can use and certain things might work better on one day or in certain scenarios or over another um and that I find that very that's actually really comforting very mm. reassuring and very empowering so it's a good place good place to be I think and to remind ourselves of um, even when it feels as though there isn't anywhere to go or that as we started out with this conversation that actually we need to look a bit more closely don't we if we feel like we've got a dilemma because there's so much more going on beneath the surface potentially.